The stories shared on Kill Time with Katya Nikki podcast have been researched with the intention of disseminating information about these crimes to the public. We do not claim that the facts researched are correct. All information is shared in a light-hearted yet sensitive manner. Any views and opinions expressed on Kill Time with Katya and Nikki podcast are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, anyone or anything. We do not support or encourage the behaviors of the people we have researched. We do not criticize or judge any of the people involved in these cases. We are simply sharing the information we've come across through conducting our research. Hi! Hey guys! Welcome back! It's almost Christmas time! Oh my gosh, it's almost Christmas, the best time of the year. We should end off with a jingle today. We should end off with a jingle! <laughs> I mean like a Christmas jingle, jingle not ours. bells! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So everywhere is talking Christmas. Like yeah. there's trees up and everyone's playing them like music. We're actually a little bit late because people started in October. I know. Hashtag weird. Yeah, yeah. But I mean we couldn't, we can't wish our lives away either. True. It irritates me. I love walking around when I can hear Christmas music because it makes me instantly happy. Mm-hmm. But... It's a totally like a consumerist scheme. It's like, please buy more. Agreed. Like Black Friday <laughs> on Friday. Do you celebrate Black Friday? I don't celebrate Black I think Friday, it's, but I look forward to it. So I think it is terrible in what it does to people. Not like when yeah. you're sitting at home buying online, but like how it the manipulates anger? the masses. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did yes. you ever see that video of people breaking through the doors at game? No. Yeah. In South Africa? In South Africa. Well, uh, the game, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They like broke through the doors because the retail guys were inside. It wasn't time to open the store yet. And they were so hysterical for like a buy one, get one free toilet paper promo that they broke the doors down. It's insane. I saw the game like specials and they like saved 300 rand. Mm-hmm. Not great. Look, man, you should have seen Macro on Saturday. Saturday, it Did was you chaos. I drove past there and uh, I sat in traffic for 20 minutes. Uh, anyway, we're totally yeah. not on topic right now. Back to Christmas. That's okay. I love that Friday. <laughs> so I'm going to get straight into it. Yes, your it's story my... sounds great. Well, I oh, don't know anything about it. I just saw I your just, expression about I it. I told you how hectic it is. Yeah. So... Christmas is my favorite holiday. Mine too. After Easter. I mean, before Easter. Easter's my second favorite. Me Love too. Easter. Oh, hey. But I mean, what else is there then? Those are the two. <laughs> <laughs> my, my birthday? <laughs> no, no, you're right. Holiday For wise. me, it's like Christmas. Yeah. Easter. And then Christmas in July, which is my birthday. Because I'm the 25th of July. Oh, oh my word. That's amazing. Yeah. I also love Christmas in July. Thank you. So, <laughs> a very special day. So, um, I'm going to start talking about Bruce Jeffrey Pardo. Okay. Um, I'm going to refer to him as Pardo. So, this guy was raised in Los Angeles. He was very smart. He studied computer science, got a job as a software engineer, And after getting his first job, he wasn't exactly the model employee. He started hacking into computer systems to get um, uh, confidential information. I'm not sure what he did with it, but basically going against the grain. Um, His attendance was also really poor. 
How did he keep this job? Um, well, you'll hear. <laughs> so he, um, I think it's because he was pretty smart. Mm. And I don't know how long he actually stayed. Stayed. So, sorry, time-wise, we're looking at 1988. And he was cool. um, 24. So... He was engaged to, he then got engaged to a fellow employee um, named Delia. And on June 17th, 1989, they were supposed to get married. Mm -hmm. And she had committed to paying for the wedding because of his financial status. I think he did actually lose his job. So he couldn't afford to help pay for the wedding. So she was paying for it. And on the day of her wedding, her and his some of his family members and her family members were all left waiting at the altar for Pardo to rock up. And she then realized that he had drawn $3,500 out of their joint account for a holiday in Palm Springs. By himself. S- by himself. Not even honeymoon. Not even honeymoon. They were supposed to go, I think, to Hawaii on their honeymoon. Like they planned the whole thing. And this poor girl got taken for such a ride. What a prick. Yeah. Anyway, so that was 1989. Then in 2001, we jump ahead and he's now 37. And he, I think, found another job and he had gained a little bit more stability after completely ditching that girl and then having no money and things sort of went. After his holiday. But rocky. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So um, he started living with his girlfriend at the time. Her name was Eleanor. And they had a son together named Matthew. And he was only 13 months old while Eleanor was out working and Bardot was watching TV. Um, Matthew fell in the pool and he did not drown, but he they rushed him off to hospital and he, he was heavily disabled afterwards. Like he would never recover. What so, parents sits and watch TV with a kid who's just started walking? I know, but it gets worse. He then completely abandons the family <sighs> because having a disabled child is far too much responsibility for him and wants nothing to do with Eleanor any longer. So then later on, um, I think it was, uh, I don't actually know how many years later, but he was introduced to a single mom named Sylvia. She was 40 years old. And in 2006, they were married. He then bought um, a three-bedroom house for her and her kids and himself um, that cost $565,000, leaving him with a $452,000 mortgage. So at that point, the future was looking bright. He was a volunteer at their local church. He was very involved in the community. Um, But slowly but surely, cracks started to form in their marriage. Um, through disagreements and obviously financial strain because this guy took on way too much. Um, in Oh, sorry, sorry. So his mom absolutely adored Sylvia, his wife, and disclosed some of the information about his previous relationships to her, about how he had abandoned his son. And obviously Sylvia was like, red flag, like what is going on? Um how sad that she believed her mother-in-law like yeah she yeah she just knew that she was telling her the truth um also so messed up he continued to claim matthew as an um as a dependent for tax purposes 
So Sylvia was completely shocked and mortified after hearing this info and she filed for divorce in April 2008. So Bruce, oh sorry, Pardo then started spiraling downward. He became depressed and stressed and June 13th, he drove to Burbank to Gunworld to buy a nine millimeter handgun. And that's when he started planning the unthinkable. So just five days later, on June 18th, a Burbank judge ordered Pardo to pay $1,785 a month in spousal support, um, which he said he would do. And his to first which spra- spouse? To Sylvia. Okay. Yeah. So his first check bounced, and then he stopped making payments on the second. And on July the 31st, um, he was fired for billing fraudulent hours. So this guy was just full of shit. Like, let's be honest. He's not a good person, like, full of nonsense. And about a month later, August the 8th, he then went and bought another 9mm handgun. Apparently in LA, and I don't know if this is still the law, but okay. um, you are allowed to purchase more than one handgun as long as it's 30 days apart. I mean, let's not get into the whole. Yeah, I hope it's not the case anymore. Gun laws in, yeah. So then a month later, September the 8th, he bought a third gun. He then called his neighbor, Jerry, a woman who owned Jerry's costumes to order a Santa costume, claiming that it was for a kid's party. He also asked her to make it a custom fit due to his size because he was quite a large man. October the 11th, he bought his fourth weapon. He then went to a friend's 45th birthday. His name was Steve Irwin, not the <laughs> Steve Irwin, in Iowa. And Steve later reported that they were talking about Sylvia and the divorce. And Pardo seemed really embarrassed that his financial situation was on display in court. His mother and him hardly spoke anymore. And she sat with Sylvia's family in court, which really hurt him. On November the 13th, he then bought his fifth weapon and his plan was slowly but surely starting to come together. This guy was calculated to the max. December the 18th, the marriage was terminated due to irreconcilable differences. He agreed to pay her $10,000 and she kept the diamond engagement ring. December the 19th, he bought a round trip ticket to Iowa told Steve Irwin that he was going to come back and visit him. So this was all, this came from a a travel agency that he'd gone and purchased the ticket from. He had also rented two vehicles and stocked stocked them with water, maps, food, and clothing. So he was planning something. And on the 24th of December, Christmas Eve, 2008, at approximately 11.25 p.m., Pardo stormed into Sylvia's house where she was having a big Christmas Eve dinner with her entire family and he basically let loose with his All weapons. Yeah. So no. he was dressed as Santa, obviously. Oh my gosh. And an eight-year-old girl opened the door and he shot her in the face. I know. She, thank God, and surprisingly survived. And she's okay? I couldn't find anything on her. 
Um, there is a 911 call that you can find online, which is absolutely horrific. Um, it's one of Sylvia's relatives phoning to report that there's a man inside the house just shooting. Um, and he, Pardo had poured racing fuel after he had let rip on everybody. He had killed nine people in the house and had poured racing fuel all over and with two fireplaces already going the the house was found by firefighters completely engulfed in flames and they had to identify the bodies through dental records 13 young people were consequently orphaned in the aftermath of this christmas tragedy i don't think sylvia's kids were there because they didn't mention that they were but her niece i think her niece was the eight-year-old and her sisters and brothers and parents were at her house that's so sad. Yeah, so a neighbor reported that they had seen a car drive away from the house. And he it was Pado and he had driven the one car to his brother's house. He had ta- he took off his Santa costume which was so badly burnt. He had third degree burns from the arson attack. And the custom fit Santa costume was so that he could hide $17,000 in it, along with all of his weapons. So he had this plan to run away. He had bought his round ticket to Iowa. I don't know why he'd buy a round ticket, but anyway. But turns out he shot himself. So he was found at his brother's house, sprawled out on the couch with two handguns by his side, and he was still wearing his wedding ring. And it's alleged that he had planned to kill his mother, and his ex-wife's attorney, but didn't. So, yeah. Sicko, Bruce Jeffrey Pardo. I don't know what to say to I that. I know, it's so messed up. Yeah. I hope I haven't ruined anyone's Christmas. No, he ruined Sylvia's family's Christmas. I know. And his own family's Christmas. I know. And left all those children with our parents. I mean, it's just completely. But to be that angry for that long, it it must have to keep buying guns and keep knowing what he wanted to do. So planned out. So planned out. How do you stay that angry? It's it's not like that she did anything wrong to him. Yeah. I think he was just a very bad person. And could take no responsibility. And the fact that he started out with leaving somebody at the altar and then robbing her to abandoning his son who clearly needed his help and support to i mean he's just not and it was his fault yeah it was his fault so yeah not cool man not cool Mm, i don't like him tell me about your christmas story i've also got a baddie Mm. all these people my baddie's name is Dustin Lee Klopp. Okay. I think I like I don't like him, but I quite like his surname. <laughs> is it Klopp or Klopp? Klopp. Okay. K L O P P. Okay, okay. So imagine Christmas Eve 2014. Do you know what you were doing? 2014. Oh no, I don't. I was probably with family though. Like yeah. getting all excited. That was, that exact day was the first day I'd ever been drunk in my life. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Where were you? Oh, wait, no, that was 2013. 
Uh, I moved back to South Africa 2014, so I thought it was that one. Probably getting drunk again, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Um, I was home. Never okay. mind. I was bored. Oh, I was. I was home. I was flying to Thailand the oh, next day. Oh, you're lucky. Thanks. Anyway, so it was Christmas Eve 2014. Um, kids asleep upstairs. Oh, God, this is going one way. Yeah. <laughs> and this little man, I don't know if he was little, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> named Dustin Lee Klopp. Um, and his wife, Stephanie Kilhefner Klopp. Yeah. Were arguing. And they were just arguing and arguing. And all of a sudden... He just punched her in the face. Okay. Lost his cool, cut her throat and bashed her head with an axe. Oh my word. At their Paradise Township there home. There was no easing into that. No, there really wasn't. I didn't know how to start. <laughs> I didn't want to go like, there was. Oh my. No, he just, it was this guy who had been involved with drugs before. Okay. But like way back and he did go to prison because he had them on his person when the police had found him. Okay. But he was like getting better and he married this girl. They'd been married for three years. They had two kids together. <sighs> and like he just and he wasn't a violent person to start off with. And no one knows what the argument was about. No man. But he So just what happened to him? That. So well this is what happened after he did that. Okay. This happened at about ten PM on the Wednesday night. Um and after he killed her, he tried to clean up the blood and he moved his wife's body to the shed on their property. See, uh, apparently there's always like, a shed. <laughs> really? But it didn't happen in the shed. Yeah, oh, thank goodness. He like put her in a bag, moved her body to the shed oh. and like went to bed. The next morning, he got his kids ready and drove his kids to his parents' house to celebrate Christmas. Like they, he just went on pre- trying to pretend everything was okay. Hmm. Um and no one knows if he told his parents about what he did. But later that day, he just phoned police at like 25 past five and confessed to everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. He said, I've killed her. This is where she is. I'm turning myself in there. I'll be at the police station in an hour. Gee. And he rocked up and he went. And like 10 minutes after the phone call, police went to the house, found her exactly the way he had said. Um, where did this happen? In Pennsylvania. Okay. Ooh. Um. Yeah, so it was obviously on his mind and he like, yeah. Anyway, so that's the most Christmassy part. Like it would happen Christmas Eve and yeah. he took his kids to Christmas. Yeah. Um. He was charged with homicide, apparently abuse to the corpse. And I couldn't find out if he actually did something to her or apparently like they also do abuse of a corpse if you like move her the corpse uh, and whatever so yes. there's no clarification on that okay. but it doesn't there was no other accounts of her being sexually abused or whatever like that i could find okay um and tampering with or fabricating evidence because he like moved and cleaned it it was like uh-huh. it didn't happen or whatever yeah um and then the account uh, the county district attorney said that the children aged five and two didn't witness the murder, had no idea about what happened, okay. um, which is great. Like, God, like they yeah. had no idea. And the district attorney is the only one who knew what the couple was arguing about. This guy told the DA everything, but 
the district attorney then said, I'm not going to tell you what they were arguing about because what difference does it make? Mm. There's there's nothing anyone can say to make them react this mm. way. So no one in the public knows what the argument was about. Um, he had previously been before the courts on burglary and drug charges. So he had burgled once for drug money okay. when he was younger. The couple were married in 2011. They both seemed to be really level-headed individuals. He never stuck out to anyone as a violent person. But neighbors told the police that Klopp seemed paranoid mm. and he'd often asked them to let them know if he's, if they saw anyone hanging around or disturbing his horses. Oh. I don't know if he had horses. It okay. would be weird if he didn't. <laughs> um, and then Crazy. the DA said like, people have obviously before called police to confess crimes in a homicide, but it's so not typical to do it before police even know a crime has been committed. Yeah. It's often like when there's all this press, people... People are on with, the hunt for them already. Yeah, and then, and then they'll call in and confess. So they thought, uh, this guy said, it'll stick out in his mind forever because it just, mm. to him, doesn't make sense. He's yeah. never had something like that. And um, according to county records... Uh, I already said that. They were married in 2011. Um, and then Wednesday, the 26th of Feb. So like two months later, yeah. he hung himself in a cell <gasps> and was declared brain dead. He like couldn't live with what he had done. So I really think it was like in the moment he lost it. Like he must have just, he, he punched. He could have been two. high. Like he could have been on something. He could have. But he confessed at least. He met, he like... He just told his parents, take the kids. I don't want them to see anything. I'm going to the police. This is what I did. I, I don't know if he said that to the parents. But God, he like man. gave himself in. He was convicted. And then he hung himself. What's scary is that somebody can just snap like that. Yeah. Like what on earth yeah. happened? What was said? Oof. Yeah, that's what I want to know. But at the same time, like what can be said to like if he's already not aggressive no one's ever so there was nothing mentioned about domestic abuse before that no they were really like happy oh my word dude drugs does terrible things yeah. to very good people so yeah drugs do drugs does yeah that did not make sense sorry yeah. but it's very scary drugs can change drugs doesn't make sense <laughs> Drag Never. doesn't make sense. Yeah, drugs doesn't ever make sense. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Merry Christmas. Yes. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed our Christmas episode. Yeah, nothing Just like a little Christmas you. cheer. <laughs> no, but seriously, That's guys, have a great Christmas. Although you will still hear from us next week. Yes, yes. But we are winding down. Next week will be our last episode for the year. Yeah, for 2018. Yeah. But we will be back. But we'll do a goodbye next week. Because, like, yeah, yeah. We're not ready to say goodbye. We're not ready to say goodbye. (laughs) But Merry Christmas anyway. Okay. See you next week. Bye. Bye.